Welcome back to the Hex Shrinkers podcast. Wow, I'm going right for it. I, <laughs> I, I, you see, I went right for it, and then I forgot the whole thing. Uh, I'm your host, Jules. I'm joined by my co-host, Oak. Yo. And Chev. Yep. And we are a longtime playgroup journeying the, ho- the multiverse in the hopes of living up <laughs> journeying both our the names. hopes. Journey, <laughs> journeying the hopes of not um, flubbing the entire intro. Uh, I guess maybe if that's how it's going, we should just get into it, gents. Second verse. Similar to the first, more Dominator United cards, but this time, strictly the Legendaries, because mm. we had quite a few to comb through, uh, and there's quite a few interesting ones as well. So, why don't, we, uh, why don't we get chatting about all these Legends that we have going on, and maybe some ones that we want to brew? Ooh. Well, one that you, uh, you might see coming to your, your game night uh, quite soon is uh, Ohabi Calaria. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about Ohabi uh, fairly quickly, because I've mentioned them on... I believe our, our uh, like spoiler episode yep. as well as uh, the three brews after dark. Um, so I have talked at length, but uh, Ohabi is one a green and a white for a legendary creature elf archer. Of course, it's a legendary creature, obviously. Anyway, uh, one three with reach. Untap all archers you control during each other player's untap step. So like a, a seedborn muse, mm-hmm. but for like one of the worst creature types that's ever invented. <laughs> um, whenever an archer you control deals damage to a creature. You may, and that doesn't have to be combat damage, of course, because a lot of archers tap to deal damage. Mm-hmm. Um, you may pay two generic, and if you do, draw a card. So this is already working with a few things that I love. Um, tapping and untapping shenanigans, as well as uh, drawing cards. And it's in Selesnia, which is one of the few color combinations that I don't believe I've ever built a deck. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely got my, uh, my interest. Um, archers, like I said, generally pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> generally don't deal that much damage like one or two damage yeah and it's usually only to like attacking and blocking creatures too so you can't just you know fire it off at pingers they have to be ones that are already in combat right but i imagine we can play a sort of value control game with this um obviously there's things that we can just utilize to tap our archers for other value mm-hmm. but um if we can give our archers death touch with uh basilisk collar or um yep. something cool that i uh i found when i was doing some research for this is a uh, sarith the viper's fang back from yeah. it's either midnight Hunt or crimson vow uh, it says untapped your creatures you control have hexproof which is cool and then tapped creatures you control have death touch so we are protected from any spot removal until we uh tap them at, wh- at which point they turn into lethal killing machines <laughs> so that's pretty pretty sick obviously we can do uh, all sorts of uh, untapped shenanigans things like a thousand year elixir and a mage rite stone and then I think the spiciest tech that I was thinking of for Ohabi was actually, um, what if we were dealing damage to our own creatures, uh, potentially creatures that were dinosaurs and had Enrage, Ooh. and we could trigger Enrage four times a turn cycle instead of just once, uh, and you know whenever we wanted. <laughs> Poly- yeah, we could we could do some Polyraptor shenanigans. Um, yeah, there's some some very cool green and white dinosaurs that we could be working with thanks to the the Ixalan block and a few uh, commander sets. So. There's there. This is a dirtle deck if I've ever seen one. But that's just kind of been my mo recently. I'm just like, hey, I just want to like, just want to tap and untap, you know, and not not really do anything else. So we're chilling. But uh, I think there's some interesting things that you can do here. I just don't think they're going to be particularly powerful. Um, I gotta say the um, I feel like the inc- exclusion of black from this card is very unfortunate because I I feel like there's a lot of good black archers, especially okay. The best archer in the game, as we all know, skeleton archer type skeleton archer is not is in black. <laughs> it's all right. You'll 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 just put a morph on at the top and do archer tribal. Who needs Ohabi? No, I refuse. <laughs> Ohabi, Ohabi will lead the uh, lead the pack. I I do wish she wasn't Selesnia, but like that's where that is where all the archers are. Yeah. And uh, Ohabi is a uh, legends remastered or whatever the mm-hmm. phrase is for that. So legends they were green white in their original there. printing. Green white now, so kind of in a, uh, a a similar vein of at least a color combo I've never never touched before. Um, one of the commanders that I've I've also already kind of made a list for is Shauna Purifying Blade. It's a Bant commander, three three with lifelink human warrior. At the beginning of your end step, you may pay X. If you do draw X cards, X can't be greater than the amount of life you gain this turn. So normally I'm I'm not a fan of um, commanders that draw you cards for doing the thing. Uh, I think I talked about Shauna on a, a previous one as well, uh, or a previous podcast. But what I really like is it's slightly different enough that I've convinced myself it's different. Um, but also, I really want to build this 
as Angel Tribal. Uh, so there's the obvious pinger route where you run the Soul Sisters and the new Knight of Light, uh, Knight of Dawn's Light, which is the effect that's, you know, if you were to gain life, gain one more. And so all those and then put down a bunch of tokens and kind of get value that way. But I really like the idea of having angels where they all have lifelink. And so you kind of have just a giant board of badass angels. And there are in Bant is where you're going to find, you know, 99.9% .9 of them, including there's, I think, one angel that is just Bant. And whenever it um, attacks, like put a 1-1 counter on it. Uh, so we've also seen a ton of great angel support from, you know, Call Time, Baldur's Gate, New Capenna, uh, things like Battle Angels of Tear uh, or Sarah Paragon. Um, all of these like just really powerful angels since they've been getting a ton of support and even lower lower cost ones because that was a problem with angels and demons for a while is the tribal kind of starts at five and up so we've been getting some lower cost that makes it a, a more interesting and accessible deck uh and i yeah. don't think i've done non-colorless tribal in a meaningful way in in years uh and so we've got you know new things like realm walker reflections of lit jara uh, steely resolve and then a reprint of kindred discovery bringing it down to like the five dollar range too i i am just as excited for the tribal aspect as i would be for you know this commander that's sick chev i'm actually so chev kindly provided a link to his list in uh, our notes and i'm checking it out i'm digging this uh something that i think is really cool that you can do because like a lot of angel decks right are like mono white mm -hmm. um something that you can do now that you have green and especially since you were you're uh, relying on the lifelink on your angels to be gaining that life is playing all of the um the green like deal damage equal to power and fight spells oh yeah because now you're removing blockers right you're procking that life gain and then potentially you're also attacking with them and also a lot of angels have vigilance right so you're attacking with them you're getting like double the life uh you're dealing more damage than you would and you're procking um even more life gain for since now you have green you can ramp and you could you could, if you wanted to, just pay seven mana and draw seven uh, at the end of turn, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting. I like this. I see Sphinx's Rev in here, which I like a lot, as well as uh, Old yeah. Sigarda, which which is pretty yep. cool. Uh, yeah, it was really fun to just look through angels. And then, like, Karmic Guide is an angel. Yeah. I forget about that, because I, looking at the the original Karmic Guide art, or I guess the second Karmic Guide art... Um, I, I never recognize that there's an angel in the background that's doing the thing. I always thought the, the shape that's to the right side was like somehow a creature. But I also never looked at Karmic Guide for more than five seconds because I have never had a white deck. <laughs> and don't worry, there is still some Eldrazi. We are running Bruna and um, Gisela. Chev, I, I, I do think I should say you, are, you do have green in this deck. So you can play the infinite combo with Archangel of Thune if you wanted to. What is the infinite combo with Archangel of Thune? It's a, it's a Thune plus, I think the card is called Spike Feeder. Mm. Oh, and it, it those basically guys. has yep. um, remove a one one counter. Well, they they are life. a group of uh, they are a, a group of content yeah. creators, but um, yeah, it, it you can remove. I believe it does like the Triskelion thing where you can take a counter off and deal a damage. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, Spike Feeder is. I think I actually pulled one of these um, in my in my collection that I, I just got. Spike Feeder is one and two green. Uh, remove a one-one counter, gain two life. Which, of course, with Archangel of Thune, whenever you gain life, put a one-one counter on each creature you control. You can kind of see where this goes. Infinite-sized creatures and uh, infinite life. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, I thought it, it won it won you the game automatically. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess technically, you still have to go to combat or just have your opponents concede because you have infinite life. Or, yeah. like, damn shame. run uh, uh, Aetherflux Reservoir. Aetherflux Reservoir. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So we, we got some options, but uh, but yeah, Shauna Shauna could be a, a bunch of things. Finding finding the most obscure way to kind of build a deck that the commander makes it a little easy, um, and playing band for the first time. The worst color card. Good. <laughs> All right, I, tell, do, us, I really, tell us something. I really don't like band. I'm not gonna lie. I don't like it. <laughs> I think that's because you played it here. with Rune or something, and and uh, or is Derevi band or is what's Derevi? Drevi is not banned, but Drevi's red, dude. It's ass. <laughs> Drevi is not red, Julian. Drevi, not Dretti. Oh, Dretti. Yeah. Yep, that's my bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> You're making shit up. Released like one year apart. All right, so my first thing I got for y'all today has flying, but uh, is definitely not an angel. Perhaps the opposite of an angel many would consider. <laughs> uh, this is our boy Zur. Uh, King Eternal. Wizard and the Lizard Wizards? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> he's a human wizard. Uh, Zur, Eternal Schemer. Notably not the old one. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I'm glad to see this guy because I think his design is kind of cool. Um, I like the idea of like um, certain deck archetypes that you don't get in certain colors uh, very often. So like you don't see a lot of Enchantress Commanders, for example, without uh, green. Uh, honestly, mm-hmm. the only ones I can think of are Daxos, uh, Original Zur, the Zur, and again, Arcanum Weaver uh, off the top of my head. Yeah, there's there's that black uh, Toad Creator one, right? That's uh, toad it's creator. like Tatsunari or something from uh, Kamigawa. Uh, oh, the uh, Toad Rider. Yeah, yeah. Whenever you play an enchantment, you make oh. a Toad. Um, oh, look at that. That might have green. I don't remember. I just remember black. Oh, I think it's uh, Saltai. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's Saltai. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess at least it doesn't have white, but, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, I, I liked Old Zer, and it's kind of unfortunate, because I feel like if they had just tweaked his ability slightly, he wouldn't have been the, like, stupidly overpowered commander he was. Maybe, maybe if they had just made him, made, like, the enchantments he can fetch only have, like, CMC 2 or less instead of 3, mm-hmm. that that would have, like, just cut off a bunch of options, like, no Phyrexian Arena, no Propaganda, no Ghostly Prison, no Rhystic yeah. Study, none of that. Bro, no... No, no astral slide. Yeah, nah. <laughs> we don't care about that. <laughs> um, right, so tell us what uh, what Newser. Anyways, yeah, Newser one four again with flying. Uh, he has uh, two abilities. The first one is a static effect saying enchantment creatures you control have death touch, lifelink, and hexproof. Damn, those are some those are some keywords right there. Yeah. Um, mm. <laughs> and then uh, to top it off, uh, his Second ability is an activated ability for one in a white. Target non-aura enchantment you control becomes a creature in addition to its other types and has base power and base toughness equal to its mana value. So, enchantress that turns your um, potentially non-creature enchantments into enchantments. Now, notably, you can turn enchantment creatures you control and essentially give them base toughness equal to their mana value base power and toughness equal to their <laughs> mana value, if you want. Um, yeah. Some, you know, a, a lot of creatures won't have power and toughness quite up to snuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this just seems like a, another really cool deck that you can just, like, try and sort of flood the board with enchantments and then win uh, with, if you have Zurel, being able to animate them with him or use the classic uh, options Starfield of Nyx or Opalescence, which just turn all of your enchantments into creatures, again, with power and toughness equal to their mana value. Um, we got black and blue in Zer, unlike, again, most enchantment-themed uh, commanders, which uh, gives us some other pretty sweet options, uh, as I, uh, a few of them that I mentioned before, Ghostly Prison, Propaganda, <laughs> oh, not Ghostly Prison, sorry, Rhystic Study, <laughs> Propaganda. <laughs> well, I mean, you can get Ghostly Prison. Right. But, That's uh, true, yeah. You you can get Ghostly Prison. Um and uh Yeah. Um I mean I, I think really the the main appeal of Zur over like other enchantment commanders though isn't necessarily his um his color identity, it's it's those keywords. <laughs> um yeah. being able to give a creature a lifelink, and in fact there is a enchantment creature called Archetype of Courage that just gives all of your creatures first strike. Or I'm sorry, I, uh, I said lifelink before, didn't I? I meant first yeah, yeah, strike. you meant death touch. Yeah, for, <laughs> first strike, first strike combined with these other abilities, particularly death touch, just makes for a really nasty uh, combination. And yeah, I mean that's uh, obviously this is pretty much the only way you're going to build this guy. Uh, he could could be cool to see him with some. Uh, maybe new sagas, although those don't like stick around for that long. Yeah. Um, While you were uh, talking, I was trying to do a quick little search. Unfortunately, there's not. There's like three cards that make uh, creature tokens that are also enchantments, mm. and they're they're really they're actually really bad cards. <laughs> but uh, I was I was kind of hoping we could uh, you know make just like a bunch of creature tokens that were also enchantments and get our get our death touch. Yeah, I think uh, the. So the uh, commander precon Daxos makes spirit. Or are those just spirits? I thought they were spirit enchantment creatures. They are. They are enchantments okay. as well. But, but um, you wouldn't want to use this ability. Another another sick card is a uh, hallowed haunting, which always kind of struck me as like a weird card, especially as a mythic rare in a uh, standard mm. set. Uh, it's two white white for an enchantment. So bada bing bada boom. There's a four four right there. Um, but as long as you control seven or more enchantments, creatures you mm. control have flying and vigilance. Ooh. So how's flying vigilance hexproof? 
lifelink. Oh, man. Is that all the... I think so. Yeah. Uh, and also it says whenever you cast an enchantment, you create a white spirit cleric creature token with this power and toughness are equal to oh. the number of spirits you control. That's, that's gnarly. So, that's build your own Acroma's Memorial right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Pretty much. Um, yeah, I, I, I really like Zerf for, you know, giving giving enchantments an option for Commander that isn't just draw gain. Yeah. Because, um, like, all the effects are just play an enchantment, draw a card, like we saw with uh, Sithis. Yeah. And uh, while, while yeah. Sithis is very strong, having something else to do with this, uh, is it Memnarch that does the same thing with artifacts? Um, I think actually OG Karn, the creature Karn, has that. That's what I was that. thinking. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it turns these things. Because I remember... That was like one of the first times we played outside the pod. Was in, in college yeah. against a uh, Karn deck. Yep. It uh, locked us and it was sad, but. Yeah, Karn, Karn used to do some nasty things. Yep. I think the last thing I got to say about Zur is uh his normal art. He looks like a total goon, yep. like super goony. Mm -hmm. But if you look at his uh his stained glass art, he's looking pretty. Sick, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. There's yeah. also in the in his regular art, uh, a lot of those objects are objects from Dominarian lore. Um, oh. I forget what they all are, but I think it's supposed to represent um, different things that the original Zer could get. Oh. So keep an eye and looking for those. Because I, I believe the lore for, for Zer 2 in this one is somehow he attained immortality. Uh, that is all <laughs> the information we're given. Somehow. Um, so he, he can now live forever, and I think he's stolen all the belongings from his last go-round. Well, Chev, if you look, like, right above him, he's got, like, the bones and the skull from uh, the original Necropotence. Ah, uh, yeah. That oh, that's funny. Yeah. I like that. He probably assembled an infinite combo. I want to say in the back, uh, there's, like, a little flying, like, floating fish. It makes me want to think Mystic that, or more. That's almost looking like a Mystic oh, or yeah. more. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I don't know what the, uh, this, like, his the like, staff. scepter is or whatever. I think his yeah. original thing had that, too, like a staff or something like that. I don't know. Oh, maybe. I don't know if they ever printed it as, like, yeah. a... Uh, not going to draw nearly as much hate as his previous incarnation. Yes, that's for, for sure. sure. All right, Julian, you got another one for us? Yes, sir, I do. Um, let's 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 talk about another uh, blue-black card. I want to talk about Ramsey's Assassin Lord. Now, Ramsey's is a four-mana assassin, hence. Uh, and if Scryfall would load, I could tell you the rest of the, the text. Uh, two blue and a black for a human assassin, a 4-4. Four, four, with death touch other assassins you control get plus one plus one uh, which they're actually like a bunch of assassins if you look in uh, blue black i think i wrote it down here it doesn't um, seem safe to live in the magic universe with the number of assassins that exist. <laughs> like you, you feel yeah, like a, they step on each other's toes at some point well you, you gotta remember they're spread across multiple planes true, right true. but there's a there's actually 60 uh roughly 60 assassins in demir so yeah. if you want to like really go for assassin tribal it also says whenever a player loses the game, if they were attacked this turn by an assassin you controlled, you win the game. So obviously anything that says lose the game or win the game should you should you should take a look at. It. And I think we should discuss uh, Ramsey's just because there's a lot of ways that you can. I'm gonna say quote unquote because people are smart nowadays, so they know. But I'm gonna say quote unquote like skirt the rules here mm -hmm. as opposed to just like oh. I attacked you with all my assassins, and they were buffed up by Ramses, and I, I dealt lethal damage to you, and now I win the game. That's not, uh, that's, that's not <laughs> what we're looking for here, right? Um, in Demir itself, there are nine other cards that can just make an opponent lose the game. So, you know, like, things like Phage and, like, uh, the, the weird Sphinx that's like, hey, if you have a bunch of different covered mana costs, mm -hmm. that player loses the game. Um, so if you manage to get one of those off, you know, if you want to do alt, lose the game tribal... And then you will win the game because you took somebody out. Uh, but also, I think the thing that a lot of the reason why a lot of people don't like Demir, uh, and the thing that Demir kind of does all the time, no matter what, is is mill people. And uh, the the classic the classic issue with milling is that you have um, you know three let's say uh, what's two hundred seventy nine cards what ni ninety three times uh yeah ninety three times two two hundred seventy nine cards that you have to mill. Uh, but if you only have to mill one person out, and you can just use Ramsey's ability, now you only have to mill 93 cards. And that is much more doable, mm -hmm. as we've seen mm -hmm. with a lot of the mill support that's been uh, been coming out recently. Eric has been uh, wreaking some havoc with his Aromi deck. And, um, you know, if you could just get to uh, target a singular person and just kind of whittle them all the way down, it's a lot easier than having to go for everyone. That's like the classic Voltron problem, right? Is that you can just bust out of the gate, kill one person, yeah. and then everyone's like... All right, well, we got to kill you. Same thing with Mill, except now 
you might actually win the game if you can get the Ramsey thing yep. off. I'd just like to point out that um, it's since we're talking about bending the rules, um, you don't actually have to connect with an assassin uh, mm -hmm. in order to proc this ability. You just need to attack them with it. They can just, like, you could just run an assassin into someone's, like, gigantic creature yeah. headfirst and it sacrifice itself for you to win the game with, like, a sign in blood, lose to life. You lose two life, <laughs> you lose the game, you know? Yeah, exactly. Now, one thing is, Ramses obviously has to be on the yep. field, so you can't attack him into a 5-5 five five mm -hmm. and then trade, and it's just like, oh, well, shoot. Um, but we're in blue-black. There's plenty of ways to either remove said blocker or uh, give Ramses unblockable, mm -hmm. um, you know, and that's that's if you don't have another assassin. If you have another assassin, yeah, you could just suicide it in. <laughs> um, but you could play a blue-black deck with Ramses as your win con and not play any other assassins and, and still make yeah, it work. Yeah, and I mean, you're also in the colors of, um, what is it, Arcane Adaptation and uh, Conspiracy. Uh, both turn all of your creatures oh, into a, a creature type of your choice, so you can just make them all assassins. Or even, what is it, Maskwood Nexus uh, that turns all your creatures into all creature mm. types. So you've get, we've got some pretty good redundancy of the effect, too, where, you know, Ramses might be the only assassin by uh, birth, but the rest of them are assassins by trade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ma Masquerade Nexus especially is kind of because you can make the it, assassins too. You can make well, tokens as well, and yeah, and they get buffed and everything. Um, yeah, and if you don't want to mill or or do alt win con tribal, you can. Uh, there's just also plenty of like burn spells that just just hit one person, mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, cool, great. <laughs> That's everyone, and you're and you're paying less mana, right? As opposed to having to pay sixty mana to deal twenty to everyone. You know, you're paying uh, just twenty mana or whatever. So. Chev, what do you got up next? So I, um, I think one of my my favorites, um, but I was hesitant to bring it up because I really don't like the art. Like the the art, of course, you know, magic art, glorious, amazing. But the the, the guy is ugly. Uh, <laughs> Varak, warped Senger, uh, three mana vampire, two two, flying death touch, lifelink, amazing. Um, and then whenever you activate an ability that isn't a mana ability, if life was paid to activate it. You may pay that much life again. If you do, copy that ability. You may choose new copies, new targets for the copy. So I'm already thinking an altar to replace, you know, Nosferatu on here. But <laughs> a three mana uh, comes down early with Death Touch and Lifelink and uh, built-in evasion with flying. Really helps you get the extra life to use these abilities. Um, we talked about Varric a little bit on our uh, Speed Brews. Uh, and, and it's important to know that, you know, the abilities other costs... Uh, so if you're thinking of something like um, Yawgmoth, right, where you have to pay a mana, sacrifice a creature, uh, and some life, you only need to double the life to get double the effect. So you can really kind of go mm. crazy with like abilities um, that you know cost a little bit extra or cost mana. Um, as long as there's a little bit of life loss in there, you can kind of double it. Uh, and that's especially important. Um, I think it was in Modern Horizons 2, we got a creature that you know you, you tap it, sack it lose three life and it returns a creature from graveyard to battlefield and so with that you know even though the creature itself sacks you get twice of it so you get to bring back two creatures um so that's super cool it's it's obviously already going crazy with uh fetches <laughs> and things like greed mm. where you know you're paying the ability for the effect you're ramping in uh, ortsov which is something we talked about before um I, I think this could easily be the the spiritual successor to selenia where Selenia's main problem was, okay, you know, you're, you're trying to win the game through jank life shenanigans, um, but with Varric, it, it actually gives you something to do with your life, right? Like, Selenia's big thing um, is, you know, you can pay life to return Selenia to your hand, so you can pay it an infinite number of times, and we've seen this on Wall of Blood. Uh, Doom Whisperer has similar things now. But with Varric, you're like, all right, I'm going to go down in life. I have enough enough uh, redundancy with that effect in the 99, and now my commander actually gets to do stuff because Selene is also a five mana, you know, do nothing, two two with flying or something. So, different commander, slightly different goal, but I would love to build this into the what Selenia was, but being a little bit more powerful and uh, problematic. This is like one of the oldest tenets of magic, right? But like, oh, the only life point that counts is the last one. Mm -hmm. Use your life as a resource, just like you would your cards. Um, yeah. Once again, like this is the reason why most uh, Jataxian or uh, most uh, Phyrexian mana is is banned, yeah. because you can just do you know free stuff like this. Yeah, being able to even if it's only activated abilities, there are so many powerful ones. Yep. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I think the thing that I'm most hyped for this is just the fetches. Like you're telling me that I get to, you know, if I play a bunch of fetches in my deck, and maybe some ways to recur them that I can like meaningfully ramp in 
<laughs> yeah. You and I mean, Varric's what? coming down turn three, so, you know, you, you get your March Flats on four or your Prismatic Vista. Your off colors, too, you can run those. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many good options. Yeah. And and just the disclaimer, too, since you are losing that life, just run um, Tainted Sigil, run Children of Corliss. Uh, all these ones that I remember by rote because Selenia's, you know, my second deck I ever made <laughs> to just get back all the life you lost that turn. Um, it gets it gets fun very quickly. And just play, yeah. like, Death yeah. to the debtless to get that life yep. back why not <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah i'm i'm waiting for this card to be like there's got there's got to be some combo mm-hmm. right someone someone will break this mm-hmm. um and i uh i don't know I, I think chev like you said doing like selenia stuff i think it could just be cool because that deck uh that selenia deck was always cool mm-hmm. it was just super glass cannony and yes. janky yeah but with this you're like actually like you're doubling yeah your commander's contributing powerful yep. abilities mm-hmm. yeah exactly you don't already Plus, need like a three, three. Card combo <laughs> yeah and it only costs three like you said which is huge the fact that it comes down mm-hmm. so early and can just attack and block like perfectly well mm-hmm. um yeah they're actually super cool all right um so my next card is uh <laughs> astor bearer of blades i don't think vehicles are still good enough yet i was looking through the list of all vehicles um, yeah. I don't think I could find enough playables to make a purely vehicle-themed deck. However, the mm-hmm. nice thing about Astor, Bearer of Blades, two generic, one in a red, with a bunch of abilities that I'm about to list off, is that not only does he give your vehicles crew one, he also has an ETB and gives equipment you control equip one. So mm-hmm. you can put now, see, vehicles... That, that feels like a much more relevant ability. Yeah. yeah, so you could put vehicles in a deck, and there's like a reason to play specifically vehicles. Like, for example, one of my favorite mm-hmm. cards, Parhelion II, yeah. which normally has a crew cost of four, I would absolutely run in an Astor deck without having to necessarily focus the deck around vehicles. Because I personally, at least in red-white, don't think there's enough vehicles to make a yes. good vehicle deck. A um, lot of the support we got was in the, the commander deck that yep. was Azorius. And so yep. we got a lot of really cool blue vehicles mm-hmm. um, that Astor obviously cannot take advantage of. Yep. Obviously, being able to equip things for one is great. There's a ton of um, equipment that is, like, super cheap, or you can, like, mm-hmm. cheat into play, but has, like, a giant equip cost. Obviously, Colossus Hammer is the first one that I'm sure comes <laughs> to everyone's mind. Hammer time. Yo. Um, sorry, Julian, close your ears for a second. Embercleave, uh, easy to cheat into play, but once it's off a creature, it costs four to equip again. And similarly, Maul of the Skyclaves, can't really cheat it in, but it only costs four. Attaches to something when it comes in, but again, when you lose that creature, you gotta pay the equip cost, which is a hefty two and two white. Mm. And then, of course, Hammer of Nizan, which has been around for a bit now, uh, cost four to equip. So... Oh, you're you're forgetting about all the swords, my guy. Uh, well, we're only reducing the cost to equip those by one. Um, those are good. Don't get me wrong, and I'm right. s- certainly would run them in this deck uh, for the reason I'm about to describe. So, this ETB is when Astor, Bearer of Blades, enters the battlefield. Look at the top seven cards of your library. You may reveal an equipment or vehicle card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom, etc. Uh, this has the auxiliary effect of now you can run spells like Cloud Shift, like Ephemerate, um, that could be used to protect your commander normally, but also re-trigger this ability and let you sort of go through your deck. And it's not just draw a card, it's essentially get a relevant card every time he enters the battlefield, mm-hmm. on like 90% of occasions. Um... And notably, uh, I, I looked this up, this is the first equipment or vehicle commander to have an enter the battlefield effect. Definitely the first vehicle commander, and I believe, I, I guess it depends on your definition of equipment, but at the very least in red-white, which most equipment decks encompass, like, I I don't know if you consider Voltron decks like equipment decks, but, yeah, um, you know, uh, yeah has that ETB, so you can play those flicker effects, which I think would be really sweet. Um, get your vehicles, get your equipment, equip them, and crew them for real cheap. Don't have to focus on one or the other, you can play both. I think this guy's pretty cool. Um, I don't think he looks like a human. Even though he's a human warrior, I think he looks like an orc. <laughs> yeah, he's he's kinda, been through some stuff. He's kind of got this gr- he's green skin. 
Oakley, um, are you are you ready for the hottest take of the deck? Uh oh, I don't know. Bludgeon brawl. Oh, two Chip. in red. Each non-creature, non-equipment artifact is an equipment with equip X, and equip creature gets plus X plus O, where X is the artifact's converted mana cost. Yeah, l let's talk about bludgeon brawl. Actually, that'd be a great card for this deck. Um, bludgeon brawl, as as Chev mentioned, basically turns your giant artifacts, uh, non-equipment artifacts, into or your vehicles. Or vehicles, if you want. If you want to pick up a car and throw it at someone, or hit someone with it, um, or Hulk like smash. a buggy, yeah, like a Hulk smash, uh, you can do that. Uh, their equip cost is normally equal, uh, with blood, bludgeon, bludgeon Brawl, is normally equal to their CMC, gets reduced to 1, and the, the power that it gives your creature is also equal to the uh, artifact's CMC. So, another... Um, commander that this might be really sweet in that uh, we got in this set is Tetsuo, uh, Imperial Champion. Uh, I think, is this another one of the Umazawas, yes. by the way? Okay. T uh, well, so this is the, the Tetsuo Umazawa, who's the original Umazawa. Right. Uh, but this is one of the reimagined versions of, of that original guy. Right. Yeah. So this, this iteration of Tetsuo uh, is one blue, one black, one red. Um, a human samurai, obviously, 3-3. Three, three. And whenever he attacks, if he's equipped, you get to do one of two things. The first one being, Tetsu will do his damage equal to the highest mana value among equipment attached to it to any target. Um, or you may cast an instant or source resale from your hand with mana value less than or equal to the highest mana value among equipment attached to Tetsuo without paying its mana cost. I'm out of breath. Um, so, obviously, um, I, I think the most expensive mana-wise equipment in Magic is only, like, seven. Like, mm. I'm thinking of, like, Cauldra Complete. Yeah, yeah. And, um, Elbris. Um, which is good. You know, yeah. seven damage is a lot, or, like, a seven mana spell, but we could do better with Bludgeon Brawl. Um, mm. we can put our oh Darksteel <laughs> Citadel... We could have Tetsuo pick up our Darksteel Citadel and throw it at someone. <laughs> um, notably... For zero damage? I believe Bludgeon Brawl, you can do it with creatures too, right? Uh, mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have to be a non-creature artifact, it just has oh, to... Oh, it does, it does. It's each oh, non-creature, non-equipment non artifact. Okay, sorry. I was getting a little too excited there. Thinking about Tetsuo picking up a Blightsteel Colossus. Um, <laughs> Bro... So, I think um, this deck could be sweet. Uh, just if you want to make it into like a spell slinger deck where you're casting like giant spells um, for free by swinging Tetsuo with these giant equipment spells, that could be sweet. Even if you do have just like smaller equipment, um, you can use those to cast like we've seen a bunch of like like copy my next instant or sorcery spell mm -hmm. that gets cast uh, type things. There was one actually a really good one printed in this set that I think Chev talked about in the last... Twinferno? Twinferno, yes. Um, uh, target creature gets double strike or um, copy the next instant or sorcery. Yeah, exactly. So, those would be sweet. You can use those to sort of facilitate a spell slinger strategy by copying the next big spell you cast, even if you can't cast that big spell directly off Tetsuo. Also, I think he's cool just because there's some... So there's a lot of fun tech around him, like Bludgeon Brawl. Um, Grip of Phyresis is a card printed in mm -hmm. the Atraxa precon that basically, well, it gives you control of uh, an equipment your opponent controls and then gives it living weapon. So um, that's cool, kind of fun tech that might be useful for Tetsuo. Uh, Magnetic Theft is another one I love where you can just like zip um, any enchantment. Even skydiver. Yeah, <laughs> uh, onto um, something you control. Uh, yeah, Thieving Skydiver, like you said, Chev is great for stealing your opponent's Lightning Greaves. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, it just seems like a pretty cool car um, overall. Um, similar to the Enchantress uh, thing I mentioned before, I like to see takes on equipment decks without one of their signature colors, which is white. Mm -hmm. Also, where a lot of, unfortunately, the cheese in equipment decks comes from, where you've got, like, Sigarda's Aid and just, like, a bunch of Tudor spells. We can get away from all that and just have some fun with um, this, like, janky tech and a cool character from Magic's history. Yeah. 
I, I think yeah. it's super cool, and and we still have access to colorless, obviously. So brass squire and the and the like yep. to get those equip costs down is is very important. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking. I know you're saying you want to get like crazy big, and obviously Bludger Brawl would be crazy in this deck, but you want to get those crazy big ones. But like, even if you just are like getting to deal three or four on attack, that's like still kind of fine. And then uh, I'm just thinking like. How often can I get these triggers? And I'm like, hmm, I'm in red. I can play some extra combat step cards. Mm. I'm in blue. I can play some extra turn <laughs> cards, you know? Yep. So I'm just thinking, like, you know, it, do- it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, just, oh, I want to be able to deal 10 damage when I attack. It's like, oh, well, if I get to attack four times mm. and I deal four each time, that's 16. Mm. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Notably, um, his first ability can hit any target, including face. So if you want this to be, like, a burn strat where you, maybe you're, like, attacking with these giant equipment and then, like, copying it with, um, you know, Strionic Resonator or printed mm. in the set, uh, mm. the Peregrine yep. dy- Dynamo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, then you, that sort of works as well. And that sort of fits into that, like, Spellslinger theme uh, I was thinking about. Before. So I think the one unfortunate thing with Peregrine... Um, yeah, the Peregrine Dynamo... Uh, one to tap it and then copy target activated or triggered ability you control from another oh, legendary yep. source that's not a commander. Yep. They had to add that in there. <laughs> yeah, why you gotta be like that? Why you gotta yep. be like that? They had to add that in. Well, I guess you'll just have to run the Peregrine Dynamo as your commander. You, you, <laughs> your commander is gonna be te- the old Tetsuo, yep. and then you're gonna have new Tetsuo in there as the secret commander. Exactly. Yeah. Bada bing, bada yeah, bing. Read my mind, Joe. You read my mind. <laughs> I'm sure that's the tech they had planned for. That's that's the sneaky tech. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've been talking for too long. Well, oh, <laughs> someone else. You uh, you're dealing some burn damage yep. with some uh, with a Grixis commander. I want to talk about dealing some burn damage with a Rakdos commander. Let's talk about Tor Wacky. <laughs> He's getting wacky with it. Tor Wacky the Younger. Uh, three, a black and a red for a human archer. Oh, I'm just on I'm just on the archer train today. Let's go. <laughs> Reach. And lifelink. That's that's not something you see often in a in a Mardu in a a, a Rakdos card. Um, three three. If another source you control would deal non-combat damage to a permanent or a player, it deals that much damage plus one to that permanent or player instead. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, Torwaki the Younger deals two damage to any target. Um, this really is is hitting me right in that spot of like what I would want to do with an Is it deck, but I just don't like playing Is it because once again. That's just what they do. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, we cast a lot of spells and like deal some damage too, you know? Um, and also it kinda it kinda gets the cool stuff of like a, a Rakdos Lord of Riots without being tainted by all that disgusting Eldrazi colorless <laughs> bullcrap that they've got going on. But you know, you can play things like a uh, Firebrand Archer and, and Thermo Alchemist and mm-hmm. like um uh, like Lobber Crew, which I think deals like three damage to all players or something when you mm-hmm. tap it. Um, and now, now we're dealing even more because uh, Torwacky's uh, boosting that up. Um, you can play, obviously, all the normal, like, red just burn spells. You know, if you just want to go to the face or you need to kill a creature, uh, it's going to get pumped up or, you know, whatever. Um, but you also just have all of the great black removal spells, which will all trigger uh, uh, trigger Torwacky. And um, uh, those can function as either, you know, more incidental burn or just, like, I'm just, like, I'm just like thinking like, oh, if I like cast like this black removal spell, destroy your seven seven, but then I also get two damage, so like destroy your Oracle of Moldaya, <laughs> and then I'll like cast this lightning bolt, kill your your commander, yeah, and then I get two more. And it's like kill your land six else damage. Too. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. Yep. Yeah, it's all sorts of uh, crazy stuff. So it's uh, it's hitting me in that that uh that spellslinger burn sort of deck, but it's a nice different take, right? Mm-hmm. We're in Rakdos, we're doing we're doing things differently and and we're getting edgy with it. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, it's cool, and obviously, any chance to make number go up with things like Torbran, Fiery Emancipation, um, you know, all those crazy cards, right? Like, how much damage can I deal with one singular yeah. <laughs> uh, burn spell, or or even just playing one singular uh, instant or sorcery, and then uh, going like that? So, that- oh, plus like um. Uh, Obosh yeah. as well is a pretty pretty sick card for this deck. That would be a fun sort of sub game of like setting up all of the number counters and then so you can cast like lightning strike and have that actually murder someone with one hit. <laughs> yeah, I uh, just pay pay two life gut shot and it's just like actually it deals sixteen <laughs> <laughs> or like Jesus. grape shot and then each copy deals yeah, like each copy. One oh no, plus no. one yep. plus another no, no, two no, no, from no. Torbrand times three from 
emancipation. <laughs> we were we were just talking about Grape Shot too with um that new. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about Warhammer next week, but uh, that new blue red uh, Warhammer legend. That's whenever a source deals exactly one damage, deal two more. Mm. And so it's kind of like the the yeah. yin to Tor's uh, yang, um, in terms of you get to try it in the colors that you know it, it does have the the blue red stink to it. But I, I I looked at that guy as the gunslinger and thought this looks pretty sweet, mm-hmm. uh, and he'll probably use a lot of the same strategies. Yeah, that's I mean that's pretty good too for like a lot of the like um I think we, it's a Kessig Kessig flame breather or something. Yeah. Whenever you cast a non creature spell, deal one to each opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a bunch of cards like yeah, that. Yeah, and like we would. We would Torwacky would bo- bo- um, bump that up, and then the the new Warhammer mm-hmm. guy would would also bump that up. The one the one difference, you can get dangerous pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. The one difference, of course, is Torwacky. Um, that source is dealing the extra damage, whereas the the, the one I just mentioned, um, that card deals the damage as opposed to the source. And that's something just to like in in general look out for when you have these effects that add an additional number. Uh, is it dealing damage from whatever source? So like. Uh, which side that extra damage is coming from. That also matters a lot when you're dealing with things like Infect. Yep. That's that's why it's brought it up. <laughs> or Rafted like uh, Basilisk Caller. Maybe. Yeah, that death one too. Touch. True, true, yeah. true, true. Mm-hmm. We, we There is a lot of ways to give Death Touch in Torwacky as well, which is important because his uh, Torwacky's two damage goes any target. So you can just murder creatures. You can also hit face as necessary, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, which is important for sure. Mm-hmm. But... uh. But yeah, I'm a, I actually think this is a deck I'm gonna I'm gonna try and brew up. Um, I was on the uh, if you listen to our After Dark, I talked about like my um, my blue red Electro deck, and this is very much a similar style, but it's just it'll be it'll get to play much more powerful cards. Mm-hmm. So, although this guy is PDH legal, so PDH legal, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of talk true. about making this one work. That's interesting, I because I, I think a lot of those just like pinger creatures like Firebrand Archer, they're commons. Yeah, they're commons. That's that's really cool. Um, I dig yeah, that. I dig that for sure. Chev, what do you got going on? So I I got um, I think this set is just it, it, it was kind of my undoing in terms of cards that draw draw you something look interesting, and I haven't I haven't made this one yet, but uh, Shanid. Sleeper's Scourge, uh, one and Mardu for a 2-4 Menace. Other legendary creatures you control have Menace. And whenever you play a legendary land or cast a legendary spell, draw a card and lose one life. So in my mind, this is just infinitely cooler Tatiova. Um, it's all the better <laughs> colors. Uh, it still draws never. me a card whenever I play lands. Um, but what I, what I really like about this is when it comes to TCGs, lands are easily the thing that make magic the most unique. And for me, I really like lands um i like you know the different locations on them i like the art of the vistas i really like landscape paintings and stuff so having the ability to play a deck that's based around you know legendary places as opposed to legendary people um just sounds super cool and you get you got the two cycles uh, of i was looking into you know how many legendary lands there are in mardu you've got the cycles from uh, kamigawa you have the flip enchantments from um Ixalan, yeah. you, you have like the the old random ones, like the original Urborg. Um, <laughs> yep. Also, new Urborg is legendary, but the original one that removes like first wa- first strike or swamp walk from a creature. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we'll, we'll get that out of your your death touch guys. Um, but, Caracas, yeah, Caracas. <laughs> but like all all of these, you know, old cards and and places that really bring out the the interesting areas where Magic the Gathering takes place. So. I wouldn't be playing this with, um, you know, the, the, the cheap legendary spells. Um, I, I want to play this with the legendary lands because I think that would be a, a super cool way to take it. Chev, I got to say, Eye of Ugin is a legendary land. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Play the, uh, yeah, because the real thing when I play uh, Kozilek, the, the Great Distortion, and uh, draw up to seven is getting that extra card and losing a life. But <laughs> I do agree. And, and I mean, you're still in Mardu, so you, and you care about Legendary, so you can still play Lisa, Traxos, Atali, Timna, Ragavan, all the, the wonderful things um, in the colors <laughs> of black, white, red. Right. Chev, this could be this could be your new eldrazi thing because inventor's fair is also a legendary yeah have you got a mardu eldrazi deck yet <laughs> i don't think i do i don't think i made a mardu eldrazi probably deck, the one uh, combo you haven't then <laughs> i mean she's odess storehouse shinka the blood soaked keep yep. giving your kozilek well i guess kozilek already has menace or uh old kozilek giving him fear and first strike crazy crazy you, you could do some stuff 
I might if you make if you make this as your Mardu like Eldrazi deck, I might not actually complain about Eldrazi. I, at least for no, a little bit. I'm saving Eldrazi <laughs> for the the Jumpstart 2022 Eldrazi you deck. Save, you're getting. saving them until marriage. Yeah, so <laughs> I guarantee whatever they print as a modern day Eldrazi uh, legend is going to upset you, and I can't wait to play it. I don't. We're not gonna, we're not going to talk about this. We'll talk about this one second. <laughs> Never mind. Go on. <laughs> Dark Depths is a legendary land, my guy. Bottom. He's basically an Eldrazi, right? Merit Lage. He was basically an Eldrazi. Honorary just checking Eldrazi. out all the, the legendary lands now. I'm just yeah, I'm just looking at all the legendary lands. Oh, take us home with another uh, weird, weird okay. lands commander. All right. Well, Chip. First, also, I want to say you could play the new Yavi Maya if that wasn't covered, since it doesn't tap for green. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Bro. Um, <clears throat> off color. So, yeah, uh, I'll just cover this guy. That just feels wrong. Briefly, um, Hazazon, as you guys know, for our um. National Parks episode, I made one with the old Hezazon, which is totally unrealistic to obtain, uh, generally because he yep. costs like a hundred something. Three, four hundred bucks. Yeah, okay, yeah. sure, yeah. Jesus. Probably. Um, but, uh, this new Hezazon, I'm, I'm super excited to see him uh, come back in this, um, I, and I think what they did with him is uh, just really cool. So, Hezazon is um, Naya, uh, by the way, uh, not, I was going to say Naya colors, like a red, green, white to cast. I like how they've been given all these, um, I feel like it's a theme that all these guys have been, mm -hmm. like, super low CMC, like the, the mm. Legends, for, for whatever reason, like, Shauna, I think, was four mana, um, Tetsuo was three, three. Yeah. a bunch of them are like that, I feel like. Shauna's four, I think Tor was the, the most expensive one we talked about today, that Yeah, five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, uh... Um, so anyways, Hazazon... Um, he's looking pretty sick in his new art, uh, surrounded by sand warriors. He's, he himself is a human warrior with Desert Walk. Actually, potentially a relevant X-Walk mm. ability uh, in this day and age due to how many desert lands have been uh, printed recently. Um, quite a few since Amonke, which not uh, technically not where they started to be printed, but we'll get into that in a sec. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you, um, he also has, you may play desert lands from your graveyard, which is sweet. Um, and whenever a desert enters the battlefield under your control, create two 1-1 one, one Nia-colored Sand Warrior creature tokens. So, here's what I'm thinking about Hazazon. I know the, like, gut reaction for a lot of people is just gonna be, like, play Impact Tremors, play Perforos. <laughs> What is my purpose? You enter the battlefield. Thank you, Chev, for that <laughs> meme in our chat. Um, hey, 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 hey. I'm taking credit for that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep. That meme. You no. found it on Twitter because I saw the same one hours earlier. <laughs> All right. Listen, shut up. Tw Twitter is collective. <laughs> but the thing is uh, about deserts is that um, a lot of them, do. I guess partially factoring into like the, the nature of deserts physically, um, they are... They move, they shift a lot, they're transient. Um, a lot of them have self-sack effects, or, like, sack another desert, do a thing. So you'll be able to replay these a lot from your graveyard. Um, also, uh, there's, like, a full cycle of them, at least, that have cycling as an ability, so you can huh. just discard them like that. Um, so personally, for me, I, I don't really care as much about the... Um, the Sand Warrior tokens from a gameplay perspective, I think I think they're really cool lore-wise, and again, they are looking sick in this art. But I, I really see Hazazon as just a good way to make a a clean, um, really consistent deck where you can play, like, these these looting effects that, like, Red is known for, or, or like, cards like uh, Tormenting Voice, that are, where you can, like, discard a desert, and then you know you'll be able to play it back since for when Hazazon's out, um, as far as your land base is concerned, your graveyard is just another hand. Um, mm -hmm. And, yeah, I, 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 I'm so glad they were able, decided to keep him Naya. Uh, I, I think that's really cool. And uh, I, I think they did a great job incorporating him with sort of like modern Magic the Gathering mechanics yeah. that we've seen since way after his, his heyday. Plus, as fans of uh, Zedru know, um, Harmless Offering and Bizarre Trader are in red, uh, and that allow you to donate cards of a certain type uh, to your opponent. So 
don't worry about the, the, the desert walk. You could you could make it into a, a certifiable thing, yeah. as, as Oak mentioned. I, I do wish they had given the Sand Warrior tokens desert walk as well, because just having Zazon is just like, yeah, you're never going to win yeah, with it's, it's, Zazon. <laughs> you got to do it Voltron-y. Yep. I think what they were really trying to do, too, is since they're the exact same tokens that the original Hazazon makes, yep. uh, it's also a callback to finally printing uh, red, green, and white Sand Warrior creature tokens ah, for, I see. for both of them. I yeah. see, I see. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool, at least. Yep. I think one of the... Or, Oak, I agree with you very much on like the whole resource loop kind of thing. I think it is important to say that when you do get that ability, you get two bodies, which is kind of crazy. Um, mm -hmm. Value-wise, and you know we're in, we're in Naya, so we can, we can do token things and, and token doubling things. But um, I think something interesting also for this... Uh, to explore is a lot of the abilities that sacrifice lands. Mm -hmm. um, you know, especially red green recently has gotten a lot of, we care about lands either like leaving the battlefield and going to the graveyard or the number of lands in the graveyard. Think like Cavalier of flame. Think, um, I think the new horrible dwarf uh, lady of the mountain commander that I really wanted to talk about on this. And I had her on the list for like almost a week. And eventually I was just like, she, you just can't do anything with her. I'm sorry. Never mind. I got to find something else. But um, yeah, like playing, playing things like, um, like uh, Zurin orb is, you know, like the, the lowest level, yeah. right? Just sack a land, gain two life. But like, I'm thinking like, if there's a way if, that we can abuse aggressive mining that like four man enchantment, that's just like sack a land, draw two cards. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, you know, I stuff like that. Like I was thinking that too. You can get kind of, the, the cards like uh, what is it? Summer bloom. That's like, you may play three extra lands this turn or any, anything that allows you mm. multiple ones. Mm. Cause then you can use these yeah. effects. I mean, yes, you have the, the obvious out of perforos and impact tremors, but you also just have the value loops of the sacking to draw a ton of cards um, fire in like a ton of stuff from your graveyard all at once and since Hazazon's ability is you know static uh, you can kind of set this up and then use Hazazon as the haymaker if you're dropping a ton of stuff in with something like autumnal bloom or S summer bloom um, <laughs> or or uh, you know Azusa or all those things as well mm -hmm. yeah and like exploration um, mm -hmm. burgeoning right that's the card yeah yeah, yeah burgeoning <laughs> cards like that and scavenger grounds make sure no one can use their graveyards ever oh yeah like I, I always think of scavenger grounds ability as you know tap it sack it exile a graveyard but it's tap and sack a desert and it's just you very rarely have any other desert in play yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's cool that's because you run it in the eldrazi deck and it probably is the yeah. only other desert you run in yeah. that deck so yeah yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. we need a new haze we, we need a yavamaya cool. um but for deserts I feel like that wouldn't be uh, too bad to print. All your lands are deserts. Everything's a desert. <laughs> That's it. Scorched earth. Yep. <laughs> Scorched. Oh my god. Same. Oh god. So many cards in uh, such little time. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway. That's it. That's, 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 that's all we have to say. Wow. Dominaria. That's the definitive Dominaria. None of the other commanders are worth even discussing. Nope. You don't even. Don't and worry about no it. Don't go to EDH record. There's nothing more worth discussing about the ones we talked about here. That is it. No, we we've covered all yep. angles. Yeah. Literally everything. Hundred percent. Speedrun completion. Hex drinkers out. <laughs>